Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Heart and Hand podcast with me, Johanna. Today is Monday, January 13th, 2020. Today, I thought I would give a little bit of a background about myself as a photographer and where my journey started. I'm always interested to hear from other artists about how they started their journey in whatever art they practice. Um, And I think it's really important that we do that and take the time to recognize that um, an artist's journey is really important and interesting to hear about. So if you're interested in that, stay here with me. If that's not your jam, I get it. (laughs) So I guess, where do I begin? Well, For me, I've always been um, a creative person ever since I was a little child. I have clear memories of um, having all kinds of art supplies at my fingertips and really getting lost in making things. I used to make all kinds of dollhouse furniture and clothing for my toys, all kinds of crafts. And um, a lot of it was just very open-ended for me. Um, As a child, the supplies would be given, but not much direction, which is really important for little kids, um, just to have this sort of open access to art. Growing up, I had a very, very good friend named Roxy. I'm still friends with her today. And her mom was a professional visual artist. And she also gave us a lot of opportunities to um, make more detailed paintings and drawings. Uh, We would spend hours at Roxy's house after school just drawing, making intricate um, comic books and um, homemade zines. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, short form for magazine was a zine and it was usually just sort of done by a person very independently and they would make their own copies and distribute them. Really cool. I think that was the 90s. kind of want to make a zine now. Okay, put that in the back of my mind for ideas. Um, And then moving on through high school, visual art was really just something I gravitated towards. Um, I could spend hours pouring into paintings and uh, by the time I was sort of in my senior years of high school, I knew that I really wanted to continue in that journey. I also had a lot of um, positive influence and, um, you know, not not pressure, that's the wrong word, but push from my um, sisters and my mom and my dad to go into fine arts. So I applied for a Bachelor of Fine Art program at NASCAD, um, which is the Halifax Art College for Nova Scotia, it's in Halifax, and I went there for two years, and um, I was quite young when I did that, I was about 18 years old, and the school and the program and all of it is absolutely amazing, but I, looking back, know that I was not ready or mature enough to attend that school. Um, While I probably got my A's, like my marks were good, I did spend a lot of my nights out partying. 
uh, till the wee hours of the morning and would show up at class in a really bad state. Um, I'm quite embarrassed now thinking about it, but um, I was not taking the program seriously and or taking advantage of everything that I could have. So I remember I took a few months off in between my undergrad and I went and applied to um, Concordia, which is a university in Montreal. And I got in there and I finished my program and really had a different mindset at that point. I poured myself into the rest of my program and really enjoyed it. Um, I would spend hours and hours a day at the studio painting and really treated it like my only focus, my only job to do. Um, I loved the art uh, culture in Montreal. There were always art openings and galleries. There were shows all the time in independent galleries. You really had everything at your fingertips there. It was a beautiful city, still is, and it was a lovely experience to be there. And back then, quite affordable for students too. So yeah, that's how I finished that. A few years later, I decided to apply to do my Bachelor of Education. Um, I wasn't so drawn to the idea of teaching so much as I wanted a stable career and I wanted to share my love for art. I knew those two things. So I sort of reconciled with my mind that this would be what I would do. I would become a high school art teacher. So I went to do that and I spent a few years teaching high school art, um, some interesting stories there until my husband and I got um, married and pregnant with our first and then we moved up to the Yukon. So at that point, um, I had to put my teaching career on hold for a little bit. We knew that we would be moving every few years due to my husband's job and that that was really hard as a teacher to start and stop and get your foot in the door only to have to leave, you know, a year and a half later. Um, teaching at that time, there was a big surplus of teachers, so it was very competitive to get a job. And we just decided I would stay home with our children because we wanted to have more than one. And I would um, be a homemaker, a full-time stay-at-home mom. Well, as much as that was lovely, I really gravitated, started to gravitate towards my camera. We had bought our first DSLR so um, that I was able to take pictures of our littlest, um, our child at the time, Noah. And I started to take photos all the time. I was reading up on um, blogs and all kinds of things on how to improve my photography. And one of the number one tips that they that people gave to new beginning photographers was to pick up your camera and practice, 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 practice. And that is what I did. I just started photographing all the little details in our house. Um, I didn't really care about the technicality of it. I didn't know how to use my camera in manual. I was just using automatic, but I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed zeroing in on just the little details of our life and of course our son 
And from there, I started to have some friends who said, hey, we like what you're doing. We like the photos you're doing of your little baby. Would you do some of us? So I started to pick up a few here and there and just started to get the word out. And at that point, we moved up to the Yukon where I decided to put my name out there and offer family photography. And this was about nine years ago when the trend for family photography and babies and newborns and maternity was really picking up. And there weren't really many people up there doing it. At the time, it was just myself and then another photographer came on the scene. So I would say there was probably about two family photographers going at that time. And I was one of them. So I became quite busy and I had I started to build up a clientele all through word of mouth and um, it was really fun. I mean, at the time, the trends were very sort of posed pictures with your newborn um, babies in baskets is what I like to call it. Um, toddlers with tutus and pearls and cake smashes. And it was all really cute. And, you know, I got some really nice photos. I achieved great photos. But I slowly started to recognize in my own work that it was when I had these little in-between moments with families and babies and anybody that I was photographing, that those were the photos that I gravitated towards and that sparked my interest and joy. About um, three or four years into our Yukon journey, I knew that we would be leaving the Yukon and that I would likely have to leave behind all the work I had done and all the clientele I had built up in that that business that I had started. I knew that it was going to come to an end and I knew that we would likely be moving far away and I'd have to start all over again. That summer, this was the summer of 2015, I attended a workshop um, in Prince Edward Island called Land and Sea as a photography workshop. It was a five-day workshop um, hosted by Dave Brosha, who is a fantastic photographer, and it was an incredible experience for me. It was at a very pivotal moment in our lives as a family, in my own personal journey as just a human. Um, I was pregnant with our third. We were about to embark on a big move. And I got to attend this workshop and it opened my mind to being able to let go of what I had been doing and really step into a new genre and um, identity as a photographer. While I was sad to leave everything in the Yukon behind, I decided that I would take this opportunity to start photographing my own children. I hadn't really been doing that as much as I wanted to. And if I did, I never really took it seriously. My clients were my serious work and my family and my children were just sort of snapshots. And I knew that moving to Nova Scotia, which is where we ended up moving, that I wouldn't have the clients to take photos of. So I started to take family, my own family photos very seriously. I started to think more about the composition, the lighting of these photos. Um, and I really started to want to document my family and make meaningful photos for us. So that year, 2015 and on, 
is where I sort of started my new journey into photography. I took the pressure off myself to build up a clientele and I said, you know, it'll happen as it happens. And I started from the ground up again. Again, word started to get out that I did photography and I did a little bit of advertising within the region that we live in. And things did start picking up, but I knew deep down in my heart, my passion was for taking photos of real moments, everyday moments of my family. And I did like to do that for other people too. So I would say my style changed to a very sort of lifestyle slash documentary um, approach. Where do we go from there? So moving forward, um, I submitted some work to, I got more confident in my photography and I submitted some work to a magazine that I really love called Bella Grace. Um, and to my surprise, I had a story published in it. And it was a short little story about my journey as a photographer. I also had a image published on their cover of one of their magazines, which was a really exciting experience for me. So here's a little plug to say, never feel afraid to try to get your work out there because you just never know what might happen. Now I'd like to share a little bit of that um, story that I wrote for the Bella Grace publication. It was the December, January, February 2019 issue. And the little story, the little narrative that I wrote was just about letting go of perfection and stepping back and going for the real moments. And here it is. It's called Unstaged. I remember being almost too scared to use my first real actual camera. It felt big and heavy and complicated. Slowly and with a lot of practice, I taught myself how to maneuver the dials and how to understand the light meter. To practice, I would take photos of my first baby and all the little moments that would make up our days together. The wooden blocks left scattered after playtime the stack of books we had just borrowed from the library, his sweet little red leather slippers placed neatly together. While these photos weren't perfect by any means, I often kept them to myself. They were special to me. A documentation of our time. Sweet little observations. As time went on, I began to take on photography clients, often families with young children. At that time, the preferred style of photos were highly staged. Children and babies often came in elaborate outfits with cute props. I would spend hours trying to get wriggly toddlers and babies into perfect poses. The results were often adorable, but far from reality. On occasion, while photographing families, I would give myself artistic permission to try something less staged and more authentic. I would ask my clients to pick up a book and read to their kids, or play a game of chase. These were the photos that always captured my heart. I knew deep down it was the little moments I wanted to document, that there was beauty in the everyday. Fast forward to the present, and I'm thankful for the artistic journey I've been on. 
though I went through a period of time spent taking photos that didn't always feel right, I came one step closer to finding what my voice wanted to say. For me, I find the everyday moments to be most beautiful. These days, you will often find me, camera in hand, just documenting our day-to-day -day lives. Perhaps it's my toddler napping alongside our family dog. Or maybe I notice how the late day sun is streaming in through the trees as my son and daughter play outside after dinner time. To me, there is something so beautiful in the act of capturing time, even if it's messy or imperfect. I want to remember these moments, not staged, not perfect, just beautiful in their own way. And that's that. So I say I'm going to leave that there for now as part one of my artistic photographic photo photography journey, excuse me. And perhaps I'll come back with part two soon enough. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this might have inspired you in some way just to think about maybe your journey as maybe an artist or wherever you are in your professional life. Um, it's nice to look back and see where we've come from to know where we're going. So I'll come back with some more thoughts about this soon. If you ever have any comments or you want to leave something for me, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Johanna Rosalyn. So that's at Johanna Rosalyn, R-O-S-O-L-E-N on Instagram. And you can send me a message. That's where you'll find my photography page. Thanks so much. Bye.